But if you're a team player, I, I, I just, I think it's such full of life lessons, lessons that you can bring to the classroom, lessons you can bring to the workplace, lessons you can bring to the study hall, anywhere, yeah. anywhere you want to go, those life lessons are going to be yeah. huge. Welcome to the Good Athlete Podcast, the voice of the Good Athlete Project. Thank you for sitting down with us today. We are so excited to bring you a conversation I had with a former teammate and close personal friend, Mark Thompson. Mark has won multiple championships, both in Ireland, where he and I played together, and in the UK, where he's from. He is also a family man and has, in my opinion, one of the best families walking the planet. Thompson family, if you hear this, I appreciate you all. Uh, I was I was in Ireland not too long ago for the wedding of a great friend of mine, Kieran Cohn. Cohn, if you're listening to this, hi. Uh, and and Mark and I sat down in his just in his kitchen in County Kerry, Ireland, and had one of many great conversations that he and I have had over the years. And um, I would ask this of the audience: have a little patience with the audio quality. It's just a couple of guys with a couple of beers and a laptop open on a kitchen counter. So it's not necessarily elite podcast audio, but it is an elite story, elite conversation, and you know, with someone who absolutely changed the very course of my life. So could not be more grateful for him. I think there's a lot for anyone, any listener to learn from Mark's experience as a coach and a player. And as always, if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. Mark Thompson, the Mark Thompson. Yes. Before we kick off our conversation uh, and talk about our shared experiences winning national championships in Ireland, Shamrock Bowls, can you tell us a little bit about your history with football? Yeah, and then we'll get into our relationship and how we got to here and all the other good stuff that comes along with it. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. Um, I started off in football in kind of a strange way. We had a local team where I lived. It, just in West London called the Heathrow Jets and uh, I just got interested in football I loved the way the game was played I was playing rugby at school at the time um, went down to a game got chatting realised there was a guy there that I knew and it just went from that um, fortunately that team only had a senior team but they were forward thinking enough to put in a junior programme I joined the junior programme because I was only 16 or 15 at the time Wow. Um, joined the junior program and my love for football just grew from there. The Heath, tell us about the Heathrow Jets too. Was was it was that in the era where the London Blitz were kind of dominating the? This was British before. League, this was before, before, the before the London Blitz. I believe the London Blitz came from uh, an amalgamation of two teams, one being the Indian Eagles. Um, but we were around before the Heathrow Jets were around the time of London Ravens being the dominant team. In, in British football, um, who were then taken over, I suppose, arguably by the, the London Olympians. Um, so we were kind of around before the Blitz, but uh, the, the Heathrow Jets per se moved on to a junior section and the senior Jets section became the West London Aces. Gotcha. When I became senior, I ended up playing for the Farnham Knights, which was hmm. another team just a little bit further away. That's right. Um, and that was my senior football. Unfortunately, real life got in the way. Bills needed to be paid. Ah, apprenticeships had as to it be goes. done, yeah. work had to be done, football kind of fell away for a small time. Um, fortunately, after meeting meeting my now wife, uh, we moved to Ireland, 
and I was having a medical with work and the doctor asked, what sports did you play when you were younger? And I said, I played American football, but they don't really do that here in Ireland. Checked it out the very next day and I saw there was the UL Vikings, the Dublin Rebels, Cork Admirals, you know, some, some fairly teams, but Cork and UL were the two closest and it was a toss up. Yeah. Well, do, do I go to Cork? Do I go to UL? Right. UL was a little bit closer and had just recently been beaten in the Shamrock Bowl, Shamrock Bowl 20 against the Dublin Rebels. So I said, let's give these a go, these guys a go. The rest is history. The rest is history. And the listener may not know that history yet, but we're about to fill you in. So, um, your, your first year playing Irish football. Go. This is, this is en route to Shamrock Bowl 21. Yes. This was 2007. Uh, I still remember, I still remember the very first competitive game and it was against the Tyler Outlaws in Maguire's infamous swamp that you well know. I do. I know Um, well. And yeah, we won, we won comprehensively. Uh, it was a great first season. The, our only loss coming down as an unfortunate default game that we didn't play. So it was awarded against us, uh, against the, the, the big arch enemies of the, of the time, Cork Admirals. Yeah. Um, did it hold us back? I suppose it kind of spurred us on a little bit that first year. Do you know, we were yeah. annoyed with the league. We were annoyed with, we were kind of, Young and annoyed with everyone. And <laughs> we went out and fortunately enough we were, uh, lucky enough to win or not lucky enough to win. We worked hard and we worked hard for our first Shamrock Bowl. Intensely close game, cracking game. Still remember it, still remember some of the hits. Um, yeah. but yeah, 2007, that was, that was my first year with the Vikings and, and that first national championship. I was delighted. Yeah, I can imagine. That was the one that was played in Limerick. Correct. That was in Limerick, yeah. So that was the first Shamrock Bowl to be, oh, oh no, was it the second Shamrock Bowl? I think there'd been one some years before. Was it? Yeah. In, in Limerick, but that was the second one, but it was the first big one for the Vikings. They yeah. put the bid in for the bowl. They won the bid. Boom. So it was a great day yeah, all around. We got the whole, we got the whole thing. What was the final of that? Cause that was against Cork. So you got the chance to avenge your only loss of the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and a tight game. Um, 21, 21, 14, right. I believe, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, yeah, in that neighborhood it was a tough one, I remember um, previously I had pulled my calf, I think in the last regular season game, then I pulled it again in the semi-final, and then I pulled it again in the second quarter of the final, and, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, that's just one of those things of football, guys. I have no calf now in my left leg or before it was. It was well worth it. Uh, yeah, and it's it, hard to move and be explosive with uh, with an injured calf, I would imagine. Well, hey, you, I'm the adrenaline was pumping. It's a part of you just kind of... You got yeah, to you you finish. finish. You got to go. I love it. And um, so how many kids did you have at that time? This is an important second layer. 2007, I had two boys. Uh, yeah. Ben and Sean. Ben was seven and Sean was three. Um, and my wife, Nicola, was pregnant with my youngest son, James, at that present time. And he was born in 2008. And we have a couple of them here with us today. And there's the Sean, there's James. Come on. I'm the little fella. <laughs> <laughs> and are you the youngest one? And James is the, James is the brains of the house. <laughs> And Big Ben's around somewhere as well, I believe. He is. He's hiding. He's hiding. Yeah, go get him. We gotta get him on here. Yeah, he's gotta say hello. 
Um, yeah. So I, and I and I met um, well. It wasn't long after that that I met the first two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Two thousand nine. Yeah. That's right. Two thousand and eight. So that's when we met. Well, I mean, we must have first started talking sometime in 07. I would say it was. I would pretty much guess that we'd be kind of chatting in September 2007. Oh, that sounds about right. Um, obviously, our training our training had started for the Vikings at that stage. Um, if I can explain, that the University of Limerick, obviously, is a, is a university the very same as, as in the States. Um, so you, you're getting a four-year cycle of students. Now, we were fortunate enough to, to allow players from outside of the university to play like myself. Otherwise, right. I wouldn't have been. Well, and maybe that's an important distinction to give to the listeners who might be from America. Um, it's a pretty common thing for uh, in, in the Irish American Football League for a team to be associated with a university. I think it's for two primary reasons. One is the recruitment of young, uh, talented athletes who are interested in it, but also the use of facilities. So as you might be able to imagine, again, for the American listeners, there are not a lot of American football stadiums in Ireland, but the universities will often have either rugby or Gaelic football stadiums, yeah. which can be sort of repurposed yeah. for that. So our association was with University of Limerick. Obviously, neither of us and you know, a lot of us were not students, obviously. Yeah. So that can be a, that can be a, a misnomer for some people. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it was fortunate. We, we just kind of came together. And as I say, in 2006, the guys were smarting from that loss. Yeah. They had a great season. They lost a tough final. Um, and I think it, we had a few additions in 2007, myself being one. Yeah. Um, that just kind of bumped up. And then Jim came along then in 2008. And wow, what can we say? It was another finish to a national champions again. So he was on the trot. And, um, something I'll never forget. Um, yeah, I've, I've still got those pictures. We often bring them up and look at them, and you know, yeah. they're still yeah. as fresh. They're fresh, as fresh today as they were then. You're talking about, um, and you're talking about the pictures from the championship game, the final, yeah. the final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was it was a big day. And so, Mark, as you said, somewhere in 2007, probably September ish, we started connecting, and I was at a point where I had finished a. Um, you know, I'm putting professional in quotes just because there was, you know, lower, not, not the NFL, but, um, you know, that's right. I was playing the indoor football league over in the States and, um, it, it became clear pretty quickly that the NFL was not going to be in my future. So the angle was go for experience over paycheck. And I started putting out feelers to teams in places that I'd like to go, like Ireland, um, and teams who had shown a, you know, a lot of success. The Vikings were one of them. I, 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 we talked about this last night, but I think I reached out to, um, and I forgot to mention Cork, but I think I reached out to the, the Rebels, the Trojans, uh, Dublin Rebels, Belfast Trojans, Cork Admirals, and the Vikings, the Limerick Vikings. And, and the Limerick Vikings were the first to get back to me. And that was you. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was it, uh, was that info at ulvikings.com or something like it that? Was something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, I, I just decided. You know, there was no 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 point in putting airs and graces and making the place better than it was or worse than it was. I was just honest. Um, I realized Jim wasn't just a, a, a football man. He liked arts. He liked poetry. He was more than just football, and he reflected that in when we spoke. So I was honest, and I told him it was a lovely part of the world to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to live in Kerry. Uh, I'm biased, but yeah, best county in Ireland. Um, so we weren't a million miles from there. 
So we just kind of touched that way and it seemed to click and the rest is history. That's right. I think it was, I don't know how many emails it was, but not soon, not long after it was a maybe 20, 30 minutes. It didn't, you know, it didn't take much. So I don't know if that says what a great recruiter you are. What, uh, how gullible I am? I don't know what it, I don't know. No, I think, no, I, I mean, I was sold, I was sold from the start and then a 20, 30 minute call later, um, we had to figure out the time just, just, you know, that was that's my right, first time, right, the time zone difference. Yeah. Um, jumped on a call 20, 30 minutes later and I think that night I started looking for airplane tickets. Yeah. It didn't take much. Yeah. And then man, and then, uh, I don't know how long after that, maybe a month or two. Yeah. I got on a plane. Not, I had no clue where I was even going to stay that night. I, uh, not knowing anybody. Really? Didn't know anybody. Yeah. Spoke with you on the phone. Yeah, didn't know fight. anybody. Yeah. So I, I packed some protein bars into my, into my, uh, carry on, you know, just in case I couldn't eat right away. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Uh, before we go on, we got to get Big Ben in the shot. Come over and say hello. When I met this young man, he was, how old were you? Eight years old. He was this big. He was this big. Say hi. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm sure the listeners all say fantastic. They're fantastic. Yeah. Three sons. Very proud of all three of them. Um, three, three, um, three, di- three very different sons. Very fortunate. Um, obviously, their mum took after the good side of them and maybe they got a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit of dad yeah. in there. Yeah. 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 yeah I think so. Small bit. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, if you if you guys have anything to contribute, you feel free to jump right in here and add to the story. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's open. Um, do you remember that first year, by the way? It's bits of it. It's yeah. 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 There was a bouncy <laughs> castle for the kids. That's right. That sounds fun. Do you remember any of it, Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were avid followers. They they came to most matches they could come to, and yeah. So, so Harry Potter for free. That was yeah. I was there. We were were sponsored by Storm Cinemas, and there was a special showing. And I can believe we got a name checker man. I think it was David Wallach was the man that that got us in, and we saw it the night before it came out. So Before pre-release, pre-release. That so okay. So any any college football players out there looking to take the next step, these are the sort of perks that come. You know, a pre-release of something like Harry Potter. That's actually pretty big. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, so we. Uh, I find my way over here. I'm living, um, you know, in in to mouth. I'm living with a wonderful, amazing group of people. I remember when Coney. I got off the plane and, I said, and Coney and Seamus were the first ones I met. That's right. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I was working. I couldn't. That's I right. I was working. But you were going to meet. Yeah. 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 We even had the, the code the E that was landed. Did they text you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so. They said um, they said that you said something along those lines. And then Seamus tells the story. You know, he and Coney say, um, we weren't sure we'd known. You know, we didn't have a picture of them, nothing like that. Isn't that funny? Like, if you yeah. fast forward even five years, who would have been able to pull it up on Facebook or something like that? About about everything. Yeah. About everything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I didn't even know what it looked like, but they, uh, came off the, the plane. They picked me out. We got, um, 
Because, yeah, because you joined us later that day. We, we had, had a, practice. We had practice, we had practice that day. We had, um, my first day, we had a fry-up, right? <laughs> Will you explain to the American listeners what that means? A fry-up? Yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> if you, you, you surely have them, but we're talking sausages, rashers, or bacon. Yeah. Um, white pudding, black pudding, beans. Uh, that was everything on there. Yeah. Wasn't and black pudding, just so people understand, is not like a cup of like jello pudding. It's, um, correct me if I'm wrong on this, it's a sausage, it's a pork sausage with oats in it and blood. Pig's blood. Pig's blood, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Black pudding. And it's, yeah. pretty, it's delicious. Yeah, it's a, it, it sounds worse than it, what it is. Yeah, get a try of it, guys. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then I took a nap to get over the jet lag, or to try to, and then it was out for the second practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. All right, what do you remember most from that season? 2008. 2008 was kind of a bit of a blur, really. I suppose we were we were we were kind of half favourites because we won the championship the year before. Everybody wanted to knock us off our perch. Um, did we lose a game that season? I think we did lose a game that season. We did. You want to know? Did we lose to the Rebels? We lost we to the Rebels. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fortunately enough, again, allowed to avenge that. That's right. That, that one loss in the final. And then, yeah. Um, which was a big of a final. Yeah. Um, great final. Down yeah. in Cork. Yeah. An amazing right. old rugby stadium. Yeah. The CIT, actually CIT. That's it? what it CRT, was. CRT, yeah. 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 Better okay. known as Plum. Remember that? Can you say, do I remember that? Oh. I've seen the, yes. So, uh. <laughs> Can you remember? You were on the field. That was, uh, well, because I've seen that video reposted on, on Facebook countless times. So, um, t- tell us the story. The Rebels are coming out, right? Yeah. yeah. We're trying to kind of pin them back. Yeah. Their own, yeah. And we, we weren't doing too bad a job in fairness. Yeah. Now, but, uh, I suppose the pressure was on. Yeah. Um, uh, and then it just, the one thing I remember that, about that particular play is once Plum had pulled the ball, Daniel Smith, if you watch the video, he told it was about four guys. In, on and, if you, and one of the reasons the video keeps getting posted is because about four more Vikings take out about four more guys. And I'll tell you, that video is, a, is a, an important memory for me because I think it aligns a lot of the things that we talk about. It's a, it's a great visual for that. Yeah. So, uh, young, aggressive plum playing yes. linebacker. Yes. Picks off the ball. Fantastic individual effort. Yeah. But then I, how many? I, I would say, Everyone, everybody was on saw the same page. Turned, Damn. went to block. Nobody took a playoff. Yeah. Nobody was excited that hey, did he, you know, look, look nobody what was all watching. Nobody That's was right. Home. Like everybody just said, right, let's, let's freaking go. go. Like, let's do it. Right. Yeah. So it was like whatever it was, maybe a, maybe a thirty-yard yeah. touchdown return yeah. with, yeah. Uh, I don't know, six plus members of the opposition on the yeah. backs. Yeah. No offense, Dublin Rebels, who might be listening. Oh no, they were. They were good competition though. Oh, they were good football. Yeah. Time, they were the, at the time, they were the. That's where we wanted to be, and yeah. we were we were finally getting there, you know. Yeah. Um, so hats off to them. Yeah. Uh, it, it was only down to their tenacity over the years that pushed the Vikings on. Uh, again. Yeah. We came to. It, uh, I think that period of time we were also lucky enough to win it again in two thousand nine. But that yeah. period of time, we just were all singing from the same hymn sheet. We all wanted the same thing. We all worked hard. Uh, there were gym sessions. There were practice sessions. Right, this, this is an amateur team. We won't get anything for this now. This amateur, is, please. Yeah. This was top tier. Well, top tier amateur. Yeah. Top yeah, tier yeah, amateur, right, I'll give right. you that. Uh, amateur has a different connotation yeah, in the States. Yeah. But, it, you know, the, the effort that people were putting on, that we, we're, we're talking the majority of the team 
was studying for exams and was studying for college. I was working a full-time job, um, as were many of the other members of the team. Yeah, people were working. Yeah, and, and we'd find the time for practice and we'd get up and we'd get it done and, and, and that's, that, that's, that was my, that's my one strong vision of that, that Vikings team, kind of 2000, 2007. When it was my first season, even though I was there in 2006. Yeah. Um, all the way through till when I, I finished playing in 2012 with a little brief to come out of retirement in 2016. Yeah. yeah. Just for one year. Just for one year. And, and so in that stretch, not to, uh, so you're not, I wonder if people heard the, the dates that you threw out there. Uh, a three-peat is what we call that, yeah. especially back in Chicago. Yeah. So yeah. three championships in a row. Yeah. Went to another three. Yes. So six finals appearances. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And the glue to all of that, you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, was shared purpose. Yeah. Um, tell us more about the culture because that's, that, that's the thing that I remember most. You mentioned, you mentioned kebabs tonight. And those are some of the memory, the best memories that I have. We used to, as a team, because it was a university team, they were young, they were young guys. I was kind of the, the elder statesman. They made me feel young. So it was great for me, but we often met after practice and there might be 10 or 12 of us. And I guess this happens with every team, but you tend to find in the States, it's in units. Mm, we never sure. had it. We never had the linebacker core never went off and did this. D line never did it. it was, there was always a few from the O line. There was a few linebackers. There was a couple of QBs. It, you know, everybody was there together. I was welcome. Sure. And we, we ate together. Um, we could stay up. I could stay up at the campus up in UL until maybe midnight. And then I'd have an hour's drive home. Mm. Um, you know, it was just, it, it, it was just a time where we were all together. Like you mentioned earlier, we had a shared purpose, a shared vision. Mm. Um, there was no, there was very little negativity around the place. It was all positivity. We had a kind of a rule at one stage that if, if a, make, a mistake was made on the field, didn't, don't apologize, fix it the next play. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how we worked. I, I can even remember one particular game. Uh, where a ref, a ref crew came in and said, we, we just can't believe the difference between you guys and the other team. They're, you know, giving out and moaning to each other. Sure. You guys are making mistakes. Play gets bluffed. That happens. It's football. Yeah. Just moved on to the next one. Didn't yeah. let it bother us. Didn't just, we, be- we believed in ourselves. We believed in the process and the process worked. Isn't but, that amazing? Yeah, yeah. The process works if you've got a sound process that, you know, that's a, that's an important part. So you mentioned, I'm with you on that. I feel like whatever concerns came up that year, at least the ones that I saw or was aware of, were somehow able to be addressed and worked out because it wasn't just smooth sailing all the way no, through. No, absolutely not. No. But uh, I, you know, I remember a couple. There was a uh, there's a sports bar just beside um, just beside the field, uh, appropriately named. The sports bar. That's it. So, uh, it's a bar. It's it is. Sports. And they show sports on TV. And, <laughs> and, uh, Paul O'Connell, captain yeah. of the Irish team, yeah. would often eat there. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. But we, I remember distinctly sitting at those tables overlooking that, whatever, that beautiful field down there, the right? Practice, with the that was the month of practice. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. And, um, and just sort of my role, cause I was pretty new to the situation, was just sort of listening. And not mediating, but, but lending two cents only very rarely when other folks were really just hashing it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like, yeah. let's figure this out. Let's get yeah. to the bottom of it. Yeah. Uh, that, I thought those were meaningful moments. Those conversations play a bigger role in a season than one might think. Because if you carry that with you, 
onto the field, it turns into resentment, it turns into, you know, that can destroy a culture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and we've all seen it happen. It's happened. Yeah. We've all been on teams that have, sure. that's happened. Do you know? No, we were just very lucky. Great group, great group of guys. Um, great additions like yourself coming in. Do you know, the standard of football, I do remember a certain individual getting most influential player in the whole league. Absolutely. Is that right? Who knows? Who can really say? It was so many years ago. <laughs> so many years ago. But um, I uh, I had a lot of fun that year. And I was very, yeah, I was excited for a lot of reasons. But mostly, here's the truth. So we we won. Then I came back one more time and we won again. That was your third consecutive win. Yeah. And um, and all of it is so meaningful. And I'm going to be completely open here significant and life-changing. I've shared this with you, and I'm not going to get too deep here, but that happened at a, that experience happened at a really meaningful and important time in my life for a bunch of different reasons, in fact. But um, it changed me, probably the trajectory of my entire professional and life experience, yeah. for the better. I say all that because we're here. The reason that you and I are talking here tonight in Cary is, um, is because I'm, I flew over for the wedding of a friend of ours, yeah. Karen Cohn. So yeah, so we're here for, uh, to celebrate the wedding of, of Coney as we know him. Yeah. And, um, look, the takeaways from the season, I'm really freaking happy to have the medals. I'm, I'm more, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling this line because I don't want to be overly cheesy, but I could not be more thrilled to have the friends. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I have medals. Medals are one thing. They yeah. We can hold them and all that stuff, but. When was the last time I saw them? Five years ago. I'm just saying that. And it feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing. The, yeah. the, the the most recent I've seen anyway, except for Hogan, because yeah. Seamus Hogan, a good friend of both of ours, also, um, he lives in Boston, so I've seen him more recently. But the most recent person I saw was five years ago. Most people I haven't seen for ten years yeah. plus. Yeah. But fell right in, yeah. hugs, like you know, laughs, and it was beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I, it's that's a hard thing to sum up in words, but it, but it's pretty incredible. Any sport, you know, obviously some people will be lone players. Yeah, you know, there's sports for them, but if you're a team player, I, I I just I think it's such full of life lessons, lessons that you can bring to the classroom, lessons you can bring to the workplace, lessons you can bring to the study hall, anywhere, yeah. anywhere you want to go. Those life lessons are going to be. Yeah, huge. I I completely agree, and um, my contention is that that is true if you do it well. Yes. Meaning sport, you know. In fact, we have just to be provocative for sake of conversation. We have this saying where we say sports don't teach life lessons. Just to push back on it, we say coaches and cultures teach life lessons. Sports offer probably the most powerful platform on earth to teach those lessons. Yes. But it still it still depends on the people in the space. Making those lessons clear. Yeah, and, and if you've got the wrong people and the people that that's just right. don't fit, then yeah, it can fall apart. And I guess we've all seen those things as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. And then, and then you go on to learn bad habits from that. You can learn a bad habit through sports just as easily as absolutely. a good one. Yeah, and I'm sure I guess I don't remember. No, I, I, um, it was just, it was a belief, it was a belief amongst a core group of guys. Yeah. And, and we made that belief happen just because we all believed it. Simply, yeah. simply that. Um, I don't know, is that too simple? Why? No, it's not. It, it, so in fact, so I'll share this and just put it in the filter of the work we do at the project. We believe that there are three essential character staples or social emotional learning staples. Self-awareness, 
self-management, and purpose. And in the absence of any one of those, you really there's there's no next step. No. You, you can imagine that self. You need self-awareness to for whatever it might be to be present to make thoughtful decisions. Yeah. Uh, self-management, you know, that's um, loosely speaking sort of discipline. Yeah. But yeah. but you come back to what was discipline yourself around what? Like you have to have a purpose. Otherwise, discipline is just throwing in the wind. You know. So exactly. I can remember it one one particular. I think it was. There was the 2007 season, a particular defensive back, and this guy was a great defensive back in nine right. years. Just looked at me at one stage and said, I can't cover him. We made the change. Oh. It, was, really? it was honest. He was honest. He was yeah. aware. Self-awareness Self comes into that again. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I'll never forget that. That was always a kind of a standout point for me in the season. Yeah, this guy amazing. came forward and said, I can't cover this I guy. I can't cover this guy. Yeah, yeah. help me. What well, the help? That me. is so, I just got the chills because how many people have the humility not to man. do something like that. And then we'll go back to the three. Why does that fit together? Like you said, he had incredible self-awareness. His self-management decision was to pull himself and get somebody else in. Why? Because his purpose was so clear. If his purpose was save face and don't admit that I can't handle this, you know, if that was his sort of internal purpose, it doesn't happen. Yeah. 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 But the purpose was a shared one across the team. It was. It yeah. was. I, I can remember myself now having injuries and, and you know, just little niggles. And the same same thing applied. I'd give the nod to, I think it was, was Liam was the offensive coordinator at that stage. And sorry, Liam, it's not going to happen to that. You know? Yeah. Um, wasn't the end of the world. I wasn't that kind of a player. I wasn't, uh, I was just a, a cog in a wheel that turned pretty well. Yeah, it did. For a long time. It did. Um, we were fortunate enough then to be invited to play in a European competition then at, uh, Yeah, tell us about the, the Atlantic Cup. The Atlantic Cup. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, that was, was it 2010? It was 2010. Uh, and we played the Atlantic Cup. We played a team, uh, originally from Luxembourg mm -hmm. and we beat them. And then we were coming up against these big guys, these commanders from Holland and they were, they were a big team. And I think they pretty much thought that the, the, the game was done and dusted before the, the kick of the ball. And, uh, no, we managed to turn them over as well. That's yeah. amazing. And that was, that was a competition, two games, one on the Saturday, one on the Sunday, quick turnaround. We were all fairly battered and bruised from the first game. But again, I, I can, I, I can remember sitting in the, in the, we were actually staying on the campus of, what was it? Was that UCD? I think it was. It was one of the Dublin yeah. Um, UCD. Yeah. Um, we were staying on the campus and the coaches had, um, film sessions ready for us to watch and looking for, you know, we had got to that level where I think most of us being from the Western world hadn't, hadn't seen that in football. Do you know, it was a regular thing in America. Yeah, sure. You'd often, sure. you'd often oh, yeah. go over tape. Um, not an awful lot of people were doing it, do you know, the top, maybe, Maybe the rebels may have been doing it, but we yeah, started, we were, were very lucky enough to have a coach that was very into that. Would go to games, would travel, would take, yeah. and 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 we found weaknesses, we found chinks in the commander's armor, and uh, the rest is history. So yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and then twenty ten. That was a trophy every year. It's amazing. Um, uh, the, the European trophy being you know being a, a nice one, and at one stage I think we were ranked nineteenth in Europe. Is that right? In, in the whole of Europe. That's and that's against some fairly big, yeah, there is. big powerhouse teams. That is, um, yeah, I can say that with, with an absolute fact, and you, and you do, you can too, playing teams from Luxembourg, 
and Holland. And then, as you know, Coney and I went over and played in Spain for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Played teams from Italy and Germany. And to be 19 among all those is yeah. incredible. Yeah. I mean, Germany's got great football. Austria is another level. I mean, it's really freaking good. So, yeah, yeah that's a special feat. Absolutely. And that, that was, I guess, that, that, that was the Vikings high point. Unfortunately, we went on to, to lose that Shamrock Bowl that year to an exceptionally good Dublin Rebels team. I hold yeah. my hands up to them. They, they, they were good all year and, and they were great in the final. Uh, actually shut us out. Um, that was the, the first loss. Um, 2011, I think we had a fairly successful year and again lost in the final and. Was that the Rebels again? Is it the Rebels? I don't, do you know what? I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember the losses. I try not to remember the losses. Sure. Try. Um, <laughs> I know. Well think back, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And then 2012 was the last one and, and I just thought, you know, 2012, I was 39. 39, so. so yeah. Uh, the Tom Brady of the Irish League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady won a lot more. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was old. I was tired. Um, I'd won three, I'd lost three. You know, I, I didn't want to tip the balance on the percentages, so um, I'd say we'd leave it 50-50. And I had three sons, so they all get a winner's medal and they get a loser's medal. Ah, so, there you go. You know, that's, that's, uh, that was my take on it. Um, but yeah, great days. Great days. Great friends still have that we have. That's why we're still here now. Yeah. Um, but then I had a little, a little, I decided, you know, maybe a bit of a midlife crisis. Well, I reckon mm-hmm. I could. I can do another year. 2016 came back again, but uh, unfortunately, we lost in a, a an epic battle up in Carrick Fergus actually in the semi-final yeah. that year, and there was an awful lot of guys then, the guys that we all played with that kind yeah. of hung up the roots. And but they're they're still going. The Vikings are going. So yeah, if anybody's looking for that little trip, that unusual trip, think they've got something to give to a team. They're at Vikings. The boys will look after you. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. They would, of course. Alright, so now, the big question. How have you taken the lessons that you learned from that experience and, and, and applied them into other areas of life? Or, or where have you seen them pop up? Where have I seen them pop up? I, um, I, I guess the, the biggest, one of the biggest influences will be at my work. I'm now, I, I'm a bus driver, so fortunately, obviously I'm governed by rules. Um, but when you're out driving the bus, you're on your own. You've got to be self-motivated. You've got to be self-aware. You're you're the face of the company. You're the face of yourself more than anything else. Um, so I learned I learned a lot from the Vikings through that way. You know, just to maybe a little bit of humility. And if something goes wrong, don't give out. You don't need to give out. That person that's done something wrong, whether it be me or whether it be somebody else, they know they've done something wrong. They don't need to be told again. Yeah. So just take that breath and let the world carry on. You know, uh, that's yeah. that's a that's a, is that fine? I, think so. I think it is. Uh, you know, and, and don't. I appreciate you. You don't have to. It doesn't have to feel deep and meaningful necessarily. But the reason we asked that question, the reason I asked that question, is because again, going back to one of our initial ideas, if sports do teach life lessons, then I want to be able to highlight. We can highlight together where in life those lessons have applied. Yeah. A lot of people will say their professional life in some way or other. A lot of people will say family life. Yeah. You know. Um, family, yeah, family life. Family life is good. Yeah. I have, as you as you've met already, three sons, all very different. Uh, mm-hmm. Can all go in three completely different directions, and often do. Yeah. And again, you know, it, it, it's managing and and trying to keep everybody happy. Do you know, yeah. you know please everybody, and, and realizing 
everybody has something to give and everybody has ideas and everybody's ideas are as valuable as the next. Not, yeah. you know, that's another big thing with work, you know. Um, you, you, yeah. It's almost like a social worker now. None of us. Yeah. You know, yeah, because especially after COVID, obviously we're, we're coming back, recovering from COVID now and buses are filling up again. But for, for a long time, people were sitting on a bus wearing a mask. They couldn't talk. Mm. They were nervous of talking. They didn't want to sit next to anybody. Mm. There's an awful lot of elderly passengers that travel on the bus just for that. Really? Just for that social Just for that experience. So, yeah. So it, I suppose just having a little bit of humility um, and realizing that, you know, People, other people have other stories and, and let's not judge them until we've sat in their seat and seen it through their eyes, you know? I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. I'll take that. Empathy is huge. Yeah. Empathy is huge. And I think if you're doing it right in the uh, athletics world, you got a little bit of that too. There's I no question. There has to be. Yeah. You know, I saw a, a lovely, I, I don't know if you guys watch much rugby in, over there, um, but there was a fantastic game at the weekend between Italy and Wales. Wales were favourites. Italy went on to win. Uh, there was a Welsh player who got the, the Man of the Match award, and he actually went over and gave it to the try scorer from Italy at the end of the game. That's, that's huge. I think that's a massive thing. Uh, huh? How did I get we that? Have a, we have a fact checker in the audience. Come on in. Come on, come on in, James. No, he didn't score the try. Oh, he didn't score the young fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't score the try, but he gave it. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Apologies. <laughs> Chop that. Join Join it, uh, Joe, you gotta keep that, man. That is, uh, we got this has gotta be authentic. I love it. The, um, tell us a little bit about Carrie. Come on. Front and center. Come on. You gotta speak up. Speak up. Carrie football. This is the Carrie football jersey, guys. Uh, That's right. Gaelic football. Um, I don't know if anyone's aware of Gaelic football, but, uh, James, uh, is a proud ferryman and sports his colors, even though this is kind of the away strip. Fair enough. Will you play for Kerry someday? No, probably not. That's okay. We said self-awareness. We said that That's was important. Self-awareness. That's it. That's exactly right. I love it. Sean Thompson, what? No, 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 no. no. Very... 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 That's the thing, though. You got, you got to speak in the mic, my friend. Oh, yeah. Kerry Aussie Rules. Kerry Aussie Rules, please. Here's what I'll tell you. No one listening from the States has any clue what that means. No. But I, I like, so tell oh, us. They don't know the other. No, hey, so here's how we can wrap this podcast. Let's talk about some of the other types of football. Uh, very briefly. First of all, in, in Ireland, it's not, soccer is not football. Soccer is soccer. Soccer is correct? soccer. Correct? Yeah. So, so, so that's the same in America, yeah? Uh, it's the same in America, but, yeah. but in most of the, um, most of the countries. European countries, it would be football, yeah. Right. Now, we've talked about, you gotta speak up. You ready? Right. Tell us about Gaelic football, and you also mentioned Aussie rules football. Gaelic football is native to Ireland, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, it's mixed in with GAA, to Harlan as well. But, uh, literally every parish, any small village, town, you come to in Ireland, they'll have a football team. A Gaelic football team. And how is it different than, uh, American football, would you say? Uh, it's way different. Uh, it's constantly, it's constant going. There's a lot of running. It's a way bigger field. Would you say it moves closer to like to soccer in terms of the speed in American football? I would say it would be faster than soccer. Yeah, it'd be faster than That's soccer. a challenge in soccer. And it's, Look at this. And it's it's as physical as would you say Aussie rules, right? Mm. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. It can be now. No, like you you can't you now. can't tackle it, but you can put in some big 
Draw heavy shoulders and stuff. Sure. Um, well, first, uh, okay, so I hope all the soccer players heard that. That's the kind of provocative idea that we need to really kick this podcast to the next level. So um, soccer players, he can be found at Sean Thompson on TikTok. And I'm just kidding. Go ahead. And now you said Aussie. What's Aussie rules football? Aussie rules is, uh, well, like it's in Australia. Like we don't even know much about it ourselves, but it's it's similar to Gaelic football and rugby mixed. Yeah, you can score points like in Gaelic football, but you also rugby tackle. So, mm. Yeah, and it's it's just after coming to Kerry and Ireland, they're, they're after making a team here now, and most counties have a team now. You can go play matches up. I love it. James, how does that sound to you? Does that sound right? Yep, he said yeah. Okay, perfect. Oh, okay. Go on. You gotta, you, if you gotta, if you're gonna do that, you better get up close. Well, the return is happening in the next three years. Mm. Jim is training up for it. And, uh. To return to the Vikings? Yeah. They're coming back. Seamus is coming back. Call him up. Mm. Right. Uh. Do you think your dad will come back? Uh, no. He, he'll step in for a player too. Right? <laughs> he can be a coach, so. I will be the Burt Reynolds of the knee machine. And, uh, That's exactly right. <laughs> the knees all braced up. Yeah. Me, me and Ben will play. There you go. Yeah. So, hey, listen to that. I oh, hope Seamus Hogan hears this first. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like it. Well done. You guys are naturalists. You gotta, you gotta touch the insurance on. Oh, I'll definitely tag him. Make sure he hears this. All right, now <clears throat> just to wrap up, uh, mom, dad, um, sh- I, I can't. I, I, that's not a firm commitment. I don't know that I'm leaving the states to come play in Ireland again, but um, but I think that is. Uh, I'll tell you, it's something that I daydream about regularly. Two games. I think the two games you have to play to qualify for the playoffs. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it's never off the table. No. And I shouldn't say that. I should be more logical, gentlemen. I should be more logical and say, hey, my career is done. It was fantastic. We ended on some very high notes and move on. But it's well, never off the table as far as I'm concerned. Well, Listen. Look at the man that came back to play in 2006 at the age of 33. Is that you? Played six seasons, won three national championships. Mm. It's all still there, Jim. It's all still there. Well. You heard it first. Yeah. Peer pressure from the, the Thompson family, <laughs> which is exactly what I came for. Um, just, yeah, you just lost half a cap. Look at this. He, he's, he is a smart yeah. young man. Um, all right. So anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about American football, about your life, about traveling Ireland, about local music, anything else before we sign off? Uh, anything I want to add? Um, I want to thank. America for American football. It's brought an awful lot to my life. It's brought an awful lot to my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I, the one thing I have really, really learned, uh, enjoyed, and really thought was important that my sons saw me play sport while I could still play sport. Now I don't know if you, James, you really remember that much, but I'm telling you now, you were definitely a good kid in my games. Um, so that was important. I, 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 I find that important. Local music. I've got to give a big shout out to Mike the Prize in this stole. Uh, if anybody's over from the States and they're looking for top quality live music, there's your spot, lads. Mike the Pies in the style. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I got to say? Just Jim, thank you for being Jim Davis. Mm. Um, what a man. What a guy. No. No, 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 Half an hour the For half an hour Hey, well then I'll, I'll say I'm this. Being brave and saying, 
Yeah, let's go for it. It could have been a shit about smooth. That's probably yeah. Ah, people like swear words. That's fine. The, um, but yeah, and, and, and let me just thank all of you. So, um, if you couldn't tell, I'm in here in the, in the Thompson's kitchen in County Kerry in Ireland. Um, that I had no idea when I took that leap of faith, how meaningful this place and you and your family was going to be to me in my life. And it's something I will, you know, forever be grateful for. So. I'll just say we have Jim, young James, and this fella came along after I met James, and he's the namesake of this guy, so that's what he means to us. Well, huh? Alright. Alright. I, I, uh, I don't like to, I don't, I don't like to get choked up on podcasts. I know they, you know, you can't listen to a grown man shedding tears, so I won't. But I will tell you that the nostalgia is, is real, and the love is real, and the care is real, so, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Do you need business cards? Do you need flyers, posters, custom thank you notes, or any sort of stationery to take your business to the next level? If so, then you've got to see the good people at Mighty Printing. They've got two locations. One of them is up north in Glencoe, Illinois. The other is right in the heart of Chicago on 180 West Washington Street. They do most of the printing for the Good Athlete Project, and we just could not do our business without them. They've also worked with teams like the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago Blackhawks. They've worked with Let Us Entertain You Restaurant Group. They do holiday cards. They do wedding cards. They help you. They help you not only celebrate special occasions, but make them that much more special. And like I said, if you are a small business owner or a large business owner, they will give you the sort of personalized service combined with incredibly high quality goods. You just can't find that combo, honestly, anywhere else. Find them online at mightyprint.com. That's M-I-T-E print, P-R-I-N-T.com. And on Instagram, same thing, at mightyprint, M-I-T-E print. And tell them the Good Athlete Project sent you.